Okay, it's Ben Scola Morning News, and uh, we saw over the weekend, over the last couple of days, I know we mentioned yesterday in the news that uh, Pensacola showed up in a report that CBC, CNBC put out saying that we were the 10th most expensive airport in the United States for fares. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, Washington, D.C., Birmingham, San Francisco, Greer, South Carolina, where your aunt lives, Greensboro, Fresno, Tucson, Little Rock, and then us at number 10. And uh, saying that the average fare, 462, uh, 1% increase, uh, uh, or sorry, with a one-year percent increase of 51% and a one-year dollar amount change of 157. And I suspected that maybe there was more to the story than the headline, <laughs> you know, that maybe there was more to this than just, uh, you know, what seemed to be from the uh, the survey CNBC put together. So I wanted to get Matt Coughlin on the line. He is the airport director, former CEO at Whiting Field, former assistant city administrator, uh, um, county administrator in Escambia County, and then back to the airport now as the director when Dan Flynn retired. Uh, Matt, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Thanks, Andrew. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. So, okay, help me out here because um, I have a lot of questions about this list. But when you see a report like this and the kind of the attention grabber, ah, Pensacola super expensive. What's your take? Well, the first thing is you can kind of say anything you want with numbers, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, there's there's more than 100 airports, commercial service airports in the country. There's more like 437. And uh, if you use that same data set, we rank about 249th, kind of in the middle of the road. Uh, what I would tell people is, you know, um, shop around. If you look at the Gulf Coast here, we're, we're pretty much right in the middle of that marketplace. Um, you know, out of the six airports uh, in between uh, New Orleans and Jacksonville, um, we're we're fourth on that list, and uh, you know each airport. What they say in the industry, you know, you've seen one airport, you've seen one airport. Um, well, they're all different. They have different offerings, and and uh, it's a different marketplace in each, and they they dictate different prices. And at the end of the day, the airlines are the ones that are, are the ones that set the prices. So. Um, but if you look, not even six months prior to that report, Value Penguin, which is a trade magazine, came out and said uh, uh, there were two airports in the entire country, us in Newark, and uh, flying out of either of those airports, it cost 30% less on average than it did uh, before the pandemic. So um, it's a moving marketplace, you know, especially in the times we find ourselves, and uh, that's kind of where we are. And and these numbers are based over one, a single quarter, so oh. uh, in the longer term, you would see that kind of spread out. So, so I'm, I, it's rare that I'm going to hear Pensacola and Newark in a sentence and think probably good news is coming. But you know, the <laughs> if that's true, that it's so volatile, it so fluctuates from six months to the next, then it seems to me like what happens in any given quarter probably isn't all that much of an indicator of anything. It'd really be over time, and I, I mean. We're not suffering for volume. We're continually up, 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 right on volume? We are. Uh, if you look at our just this last fiscal year, the numbers came in end of September. We were at 2.4 million passengers coming through the facility, which was a, another record year for us. And, and you see it out in front. I mean, just this Thanksgiving, as you drive by the airport, we had to open up a – we just opened up this year uh, another – 10% increase in parking facilities and during the holiday just this last week uh, that filled up and then we had to load up the grass overflow lot again and that filled up so 
Um, no, the numbers coming through here are, are crazy. Um, they're good. We're trying to meet that demand uh, with the facilities. And uh, so, you know, what I tell people again, you know, if, you know, you got to shop around. Everyone has different calculus uh, on where they're going to fly out of, what kind of fares they're going to pay, where they're going, what kind of offerings they have. And, uh, you know, if if they want to drive a, a certain distance to get a deal, uh, that comes with other baggage, too, if you will, uh, right. you know, long driving distance and, and all that. But everyone has different calculus on figuring that out. So I recommend people, you know, go with go with what you think's best for you, you know. Yeah. And honestly, based on the volume out of Thanksgiving, you know, you're probably like, if you go somewhere else, it's OK. Because, <laughs> <We can>, <laughs> no, I was, um, you know, my wife had actually said, I think it was last Monday or Tuesday, she had been driving past the overflow lot and she saw the lights out and she's like, they have lights on an empty field. What's going on? And I'm like, I bet it doesn't stay that way. So I drove over there Black Friday, and sure enough, every single internal lot, the new lot you were just talking about, the surface lot we just built last year, full. Those new lots on the south end of the airport, east of 12th, uh, those uh, those are all full. And then it has signs going, hey, the overflow lot's over here to the grassy knoll where <laughs> that was all also full. So uh, I know volume is fine. And I, I take your point, your, your first point about, look, if you look at the top 100, and we're what in the 80s somewhere that it makes sense that because we're at the low end of the selection set, smaller airports probably can't benefit economies of scale the same way larger airports are. We're going to do poorly on that metric. And if we're 10 on a list of 100 where we were number 82 or something like that, that makes sense to me. But if you put it on the like top 400 and then we're in the 260s, it just seems where we are. And as you say, competing against other markets. So anyway, I just, I thought it was a fairly limited slice of information and I wanted to get you on to contextualize it, but I do have other questions. I'm going to get to those in a second. Matt Coughlin's on the line with us. Sure. He's the airport director. Hang on for just a second, Matt. Candy Cullerton's got traffic on the fives. And uh, no delays on Burgess or Olive. Davis Highway clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. Candy Cullerton, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Matt Coughlin. Um, I know we had a good we had a good Thanksgiving, right? I mean, everything was full. That's a good Thanksgiving for the airport, right? Correct, correct. All right, we'll take it. Um, uh, except we need more parking. <laughs> we need more parking, right? <laughs> yes, and uh, what we're looking at that overflow lot um, there on Tippin, we're looking to make that more of a formalized parking facility in the future, and. That'll give us quite a bit more capacity there too. Fortunately, we own the land, so okay. Uh, if we need to, we'll go. We'll go in that direction. Okay, and of course, long term for people who haven't heard our conversations before, long term is we're talking about a second terminal and we're talking about a second uh, uh, structured parking too, because that's that's where the future is. Am I wrong about either of those things? No, you're you're exactly right. We'll have to, you know, the new concourse will. Uh, we're looking at five gates, which will give us about a fifty percent capacity increase in parking aircraft. That's on our air side, and then on our land side, we obviously will have to go vertical with uh, parking facilities, which are very expensive. But uh, you are able to pack in a lot more in a very, you know, small area. So not only that, it's premium in the sense it provides convenience and provides for a good experience for our customer so if we get to send you back in the past with bill and ted i put you back four years where you can buy structured parking at twelve thousand dollars a space instead of today at thirty thousand dollars a space but you know so it goes but i did want to ask you something um, that you and i have talked about a little bit before which is there's maintenance issues with the escalators and the elevators and i hear the air conditioning in the summer 
where do we stand with that? I know, you know, the line has been that it's a little bit of a catch-22 based on how we're going to have to redo it for the new terminal. But, I mean, is it better? Is it fixed? Are people or are people showing up here for Thanksgiving and they got to walk down the stairs and up the stairs, escalators and elevators? What's going on? Yeah, that's a great question. And obviously, we don't want uh, anyone's experience here to be inconvenient or anything like that. But uh, the good news is everything is working. I, I see reports throughout the day. Anytime one of those vertical movement uh, items goes down, i.e. an elevator or an escalator go- goes down, I get a call on it. Um, we spent a lot of money just to get parts. Each one of those had its own unique issues. And unfortunately, they kind of came all at once. Um, We've since fixed them. So I would say over at least the last two to three weeks, uh, the only reports I'm getting that they go down, in particular the escalators, is if we have a fall on an escalator, someone's bringing a lot of bags or something up in an escalator and they fall, we have to automatically shut them down. And then we have to uh, get them inspected by state law, which takes several hours when you have a lot of these pushes with aircraft and people coming through, they might see that down. But, uh, again, just over the last two weeks, that's the only thing that's happened. What I would caution folks on on that are escalators are not um, – uh, they're unforgiven in the sense that if you fell down a, a regular set of stairs, that's bad enough. But a moving set of stairs with sharp edges, just be very, very careful. Um, yeah. And that does shut us down for a while. Um, And and also, I think I I have a deterrent solution for you. The next time somebody falls on the escalator, you put their picture at the top of the escalator next to the closed temporarily sign and say, because of this guy. No? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We can't do that, but we understand. We just, we would ask people, you know, don't, at home, you don't carry up three bags up the, uh, up your stairwell. And that's difficult to, to navigate. Go ahead and ask for some help. Take the elevator. And uh, I think that's probably the smart way to do it. And uh, you'd be surprised what you see sometimes here at the airport. I, I bet I would be surprised by what I see indeed. Hey, last thing, just a quick question because I don't know the answer to it. The second hangar for ST Engineering is complete on the outside. Is that operational yet or are we still waiting for that to fully engage? Um, no. So it's substantially complete. Uh, they're they're finishing it out on the inside. Uh, more of VT is themselves with more of their uh, their own company type equipment. Uh, they expect to be operational come February um, okay. uh, to actually have production in there. So uh, for the most part, it's complete though. It, it's a beautiful facility. I've gone through it and. Uh, um, it's just, it's massive. It's just like Hangar 1, but it's massive. And uh, they're going to have a great state-of-the-art facility uh, when they're finally moved in and uh, uh, have production going on. Outstanding. Well, so I, fig- I thought that's where we were, but I wanted to check and be sure that we hadn't gotten farther along than that. Matt Coughlin, he is the Pensacola Airport Director. Matt, as always, thank you for the time. Thanks for your service to the community, and we'll talk to you again soon, sir. Thanks, Andrew. You have a great day. You